from CX Today. My name is Charlie, I'm the Senior Editor here, and today I'm delighted once again to be joined by Zias Caravala, Founder and Principal Analyst at ZK Research. Zayas, it's great to have you. How are you doing? Uh, thanks, Charlie. It's been a while. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, always good to be back on CX Today here. Yeah, well, it's great to, uh, it's great to speak to you as you're kind of, uh, yeah, you're a major figure uh, within the CX industry now, and you, you speak a lot about CCAS, and there's been some huge news uh, coming out of CCAS recently. Um, and I think kind of the hottest news off the press really is Salesforce launching their Salesforce contact center solution. I know this is, as I said, really hot off the press, but I was wondering kind of if you had any kind of first initial impressions um, of the solution. Yeah, people have been, I think, expecting this a while. There's an obvious, um, uh, you know, every contact center vendor integrates with Salesforce. And so there's an obvious uh, adjacent play here for Salesforce, right, to be able to capture more of that revenue. Um, I do think uh, the impact of it, though, um, I don't know how big it'll be initially, though. We'll, you know, con the one thing I'll say about contact center is you talk to any contact center vendor, contact center, especially the voice part of it, it's not easy to do. Right. And uh, it takes years and years and years to build that experience. So that being said, though, Salesforce does have a lot of revenue. Right. And so, you know, for those that missed it, uh, following an announcement to contact center of contact center genie at Dreamforce uh, 2022, Salesforce put out an additional press release with more information on its contact center. I think the price ended at 150 a month. And that includes a whole bunch of features such as service uh, cloud voice, digital engagement, omnichannel routing. So it isn't you know, just voice, there are some digital features in there. Um, I think th this, uh, to me, is, um, you know, uh, I, I think a, an indicator of things to come. I think we'll continue to see, you know, contact center vendors move in here. Um, but I, and I do think this is a good option for small businesses that are using um, uh, Salesforce already. Um, I don't, necessarily believe this is going to impact the mid-market and large enterprise players such as a nice and a five nine those you know those deployments tend to be very complicated there's a lot of application integration that you have to do and things that salesforce doesn't do very well and i also think from um, a go-to-market perspective salesforce has to tread lightly here right like every contact center vendor is their partner and what they don't want to do is create a scenario where all those partners now flee and go support other CRM tools, right? And, and um, um, uh, you know, and, or, or, you know, create other partnerships that actually wind up damaging Salesforce. So I, I think for Salesforce, there's a, there's a very obvious move into this market. I think they need to pick their spots carefully. I think if, you know, like I said, in the small, in the small business segment, that, that does make some sense. And it's it's also interesting, Charlie, that when, you know what we call contact center today. Really, any tool that's used to to talk to customers, in a lot of ways, people you know throw that. And I've heard people describe Zendesk and things as you know some contact center light and things. So um, you know clearly, this this um, CX economy that we're in is getting more and more you know vendors to try and jump into contact centers and and but the the definition is definitely expanding uh the ways you can do it are definitely expanding and i and i do think long term uh success for any company in this space is going to be based on this concept of competition right their ability to partner but also maintain friendly relationships with companies they compete with mm. yeah i think there's again lots of uh, really great stuff there and it'll be interesting yeah. to see kind of 
as you said, it's mostly probably SMBs that will uh, yeah. try and target this uh, solutions. Maybe try. And you know, and the price the price is one hundred and fifty a month, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not at the low end, but um, it you know it does include you know some traditional CRM things. So you know it, when you look at the the higher end contact center vendors, they're you know they're uh, they're 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 higher than that. And there's a lot of other advanced features again in the areas of AI and things like that that Salesforce doesn't have today. Right? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's an interesting space just with the amount of vendors as you alluded to as well. They're just yeah. entering it at the moment. I mean, CRM vendors. There's also kind of traditional UCAS vendors with Zoom and. Uh, Webex and uh, Microsoft, Microsoft through Teams, obviously. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting space. And another company that is entering it is Google. As we said, they've made their solution generally available now. Their contact center AI platform. This has kind of been in the works for a while um, too. But I was kind of wondering, kind of what your impressions, uh, first impressions of this new solution are. Yeah, Google's an inter- a fascinating company because. In a lot of ways, um, you know, they have more resources than anybody, right? I mean, they except maybe Amazon and Apple or something, but cer- certainly they're up there with it. But be- because their the business is so um, skewed to search, um, a, a lot of times I don't know how serious Google is about a lot of the enterprise business. Like, if Google were to come out and take ten percent of the CCAS seats, right? I don't think that really moves the needle. At Google, right? Just given the overall you know size of their business, and so when you look at anything Google's ever done uh, in business, whether it's the Google App Suite, Google Mail, Google Chat, right, whatever historically, they've never really invested the resources in it to make a strong go of it. It winds up being adopted by some small companies. It winds up being adopted by companies that really despise Microsoft, you know, things like that, and so it winds up being kind of this um, option for companies that are looking for an alternative because they're really frustrated with their incumbent. And and I don't, I, you know, and, and they're always half into things, right? They, I think we've all been waiting for Google to become a more serious UC player. And in fact, I think for four or five years in a row, one of my predictions was always, this is the year that Google's going to make a run at UC. And they don't. And I think when it comes to contact center, and Microsoft's going to have this problem too as they try and build out their contact center, you can't deliver a good enough product, right? This is, for many organizations, their main lifeline into their customers. And it has to work. It has to be reliable. It has to have all the bells and features. And you can't deliver a half-baked product. And Google's made a history of being able to deliver, you know, half-baked products that are kind of okay, that have, uh, you know, a certain set of features. And you look at the app suite, right? They've been working on apps for a while. But they don't get used by serious document people because they're missing a bunch of advanced features in Excel and Word and PowerPoint and things. And so they do a good job, and I and I think they will have some success success in the small market um, when you just need kind of a you know a light set of features. But as soon as you need to do anything advanced, Google tends to always fall down. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's uh, the kind of the prediction, as you said, of you know Google are going to become this UCAS player kind of year after year, and it never really happened. I hope that they don't follow suit through CCAS. They are partnered with UJet, which is potentially interesting. But yes. but yeah. in fact, that's sort of an interesting proof point itself. Like if they were more serious about it, why didn't they just buy UJet? Yeah. Because they certainly have the resources. And and I and I think maybe this could be an interesting step along the way. Try it before you buy it. But but Google, again, with the resources they have, they don't really need to take that approach. So to to me if Google really was serious about this 
they go out and I mean they could roll up a huge ad, a talk desk, you know, whoever, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be interesting to see that kind of progression in the space. They've also done some stuff with the BI through and that some new voice innovation as well. So yeah. MCX is going to be interesting because they're still kind of on the precipice, uh, I guess. But it'll be interesting to see if they delve deeper into uh, a lot. Google's of on the precipice of a lot of things, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see if they ever get one right. So, in fact, I've I've talked to former Google executives there, and they they've admitted that that it's hard to get people at the top of Google to look at. A lot of the enterprise business because the search business is so big and because it's so hard to move the needle at Google today with anything but search, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a very good point. And it'd be interesting to see, you know, where they do uh, kind of go on from here. But so I think Salesforce and Google are two very interesting brands to look out for. One that we've been looking at, another one, uh, which I just quickly want to mention is uh, WebEx because kind of they were on the precipice, but, you know, they've actually come in and really actually doing quite a good job in the CCAS industry in the past couple of years since they entered it. Uh, I know you were at their WebEx uh, One conference and there were quite a few CCAS announcements. I don't know if you have any particular highlights that you'd uh, like to share with us. Yeah, I, you know, in a lot of ways, I wish WebEx had uh, jumped in, you know, really gotten on board with CCAS earlier. I think they had invested so much money in their HCS offerings and Broadsoft and things like that. I think that that distracted them for a while. I think the new leadership there under G2 and, uh, and Patel and Javed Khan have actually done a very good job of building up their CCAS portfolio. So at WebEx One, they did announce, you know, delivering a, um, an omni-channel and a best-in-class experience is one of their four key priorities for uh, collaboration. And they announced a number of new features there. They brought, they're bringing their AI-based noise reduction, which is in their WebEx suite already, two contact centers, of course, in this era of hybrid work where you have agents working at home, uh, I've been on calls with contact center agents where it's clear they're working at home, right? And so this allows them, you know, agents to do that, but eliminated a lot of the, you know, lawnmowers and kids and things that you have in the background. Uh, they added more and more channels. So uh, they have the companies now um, can use uh, uh, Google Business Messenger, um, you know, and actually one of the interesting integrations with this was with Instagram. And, um, uh, Instagram has become a very viable channel to do e-commerce through, and it's a great way to reach customers. I personally, you know, I'm a big cyclist and things like that. I can't tell you how many cycling and golf promos I get pushed through Instagram. And I, I've actually bought quite a, I shouldn't say this because now advertising is going to push more into me, but, but I've actually bought quite a few through it. And so I think that's a really interesting integration. And I do think that uh, Cisco built out its contact center the right way. It, it could have short-circuited by maybe acquiring one, but they wanted to make sure it was cloud-native. And this is um, an underappreciated aspect of the contact center industry, Charlie, because when you look at a lot of the older CCAS vendors, they're not really cloud-native per se, right? They're big monolithic platforms that they're, you know, 5.9, for instance, spent years trying to migrate to cloud-native, right? And uh, uh, I think once you're cloud-native, though, it's very easy to be able to drop in new services, right? If you look at, uh, at in fact, the Jitex Avaya uh, demonstrated metaverse integration. And when I was talking with uh, the team over there, they said, well, we're cloud native. And now it just becomes another channel. And I think similarly with Cisco with WebEx, being able to add in Instagram as a channel was actually, you know, fairly easy. Um, they also now have a contact center back to Cisco certified with Microsoft Teams. And uh, um, so you can route Teams uh, calls and uh, you know through it and stuff and that's an, another interesting play for Cisco is 
Cisco, I think, has finally gotten to the point where they're not trying to win the whole pie it, with an admission that Microsoft's going to be in accounts. Microsoft treats unified communications and contacts that are almost like a feature of Office, right? And so you you just get it. And but I and I think Cisco now is trying to make the Teams experience a better experience than Teams can. And, um, and there is some precedent for that. Like if you look at Box, right? Box does document management better for Microsoft apps than Microsoft does, right? So, uh, you know, it, it's a strategy that other user vendors have used before. But I, I think what the, my biggest takeaway from WebEx1 is, it, especially in this space, is that they've had some good momentum in CCAS. Uh, Cisco kind of danced around it for a long time, but they're here now and this is their, you know, this is the primary go-to-market model now. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember you also talk, told me before about how, you know, Cisco, they could have short-circuited it in a way and kind of revamped their broad soft technology, but they went the full native model and hopefully now yeah. they'll secure um, some of the benefits from that. I also think um, the team, the Microsoft-Cisco relationship that's brewing now is quite an interesting one. I don't know what that means for the competition, but I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm it, sure it, is, it does have a lot of interesting potential because... Yeah. Um, you know, Cisco is the biggest network vendor. They've got more devices than everybody. In fact, I talked to this with some Microsoft folks at uh, UC Expo, and um, they were also—they're really excited about the device integration because they—they they said, you know, Cisco flat out makes the best devices. They're very well—I mean, they're expensive, but uh, they're very well built. The quality is great. The, sound, the audio is great. The video is great. And um, so, to be able to bring that to Teams is actually good for Teams, right? So, um, you know, the—I I think. Uh, it, it took the industry a long time to get here, Charlie, but uh, openness, you know, interoperability drives usage, right? Uh, and you look across any technology stack, openness and interoperability drives usage. And this is something that the communications industry has really lacked And because everybody wanted everything, right? They, they, they wanted to have calling, messaging, meetings, contact center. Everybody wanted the whole stack. And I think, you know, if you can create a rising tide and get a piece of the pie, that's generally going to be better for your business than holding the industry back and getting the whole pie. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I guess uh, no vendor is an, is an island. I think, I think yeah, it's, again, it's, it's an interesting relationship to look for and kind of how Microsoft itself develops uh, out, especially from its uh, UCAS uh, solution. Um, yeah, I think that's just the kind of whole the whole landscape actually is, uh, is really fascinating right now. We could also talk about lots of other stories um, such as a Genesis ditched a multi-cloud solution. Five Nine have a new um, CEO. It all seems to uh, yeah. it all seems to be brewing. But I won't take up um, much more of your time, um, Zayas. But it's been a fascinating. Well, there's no shortage of activity in the in the, the CCAS space, and I think part of that again, Charlie, is just that customer experience has become the top brand differentiator for most companies. The contact center is where a lot of those customer experiences start, and this has created this big wave of innovation and change within companies and so uh you know the, the vendor community and and i think ultimately this is good for customers right this is the big thing that i think maybe we don't talk about enough is, is all this change is driving innovation faster and that's good for customers because they're going to get you know the competitiveness just uh you know makes everybody innovate faster and so more customers will get more features faster uh with which they can use to change the way they interact with um uh, with their customers. Mm, absolutely. I think um, increasing uh, interoperability and the, uh, how this competition also, um, as you say, accelerate innovation is uh, going to be particularly uh, interesting um, to look out for. And 
Uh, yeah, it's always fascinating uh, to talk to you, Zayas. I'm sure we could talk um, uh, on and on and on, but uh, I really appreciate you uh, joining me today and sharing your thoughts on Salesforce, uh, Google, and uh, WebEx. All right. Well, thanks, Charlie. We'll see you next time. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks again. And uh, thank you all for watching.